Good morning and welcome to today's chapel. Uh, today is the Service Inquiry Chapel. Uh, Service Inquiry is a program that Goshen College has that uh, uh, you can, students can sign up for and go do service uh, and get a small scholarship. Actually, it's not that small. It's great. Um, uh, yeah, so my name is Jonathan Stuckey. Uh, this summer I worked in West Virginia with the uh, Serving with Appalachian People program. Sharing, excuse me, I always get that wrong. It's like I worked there for three years or something. Anyway, um, so, so yeah. Um, also, we need to remind the, all of you that the uh, service and seminary, um, there's a large group of service groups and seminary um, institutions that are meeting uh, in the union today, uh, probably right after chapel. I really don't know. There you go. Um, at this time, I'm going to light the candle. Um, this is representative of God's love among us. And if we could bow our heads for a short prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. I want to thank you for all those opportunities that we have. Also, I want to thank you for those that, that can use our talents and our skills, that, that we can serve others. Amen. Uh, please stand with me and take your blue hymnal and open to number six here in this place.
number 307, Will You Let Me Be Your Servant, number 307. And we will sing verses 1, 3, 4, and 5. service and what does service really mean? These are questions I asked myself pretty much each day through the 11 weeks I worked with the DOOR program in the East Garfield Park on Chicago's west side. DOOR stands for Discovering Opportunities for Outreach and Reflection and its motto, See the Face of God in the City, represents one with a service mentality. Each week youth groups come in and work in homeless shelters, soup kitchens, food banks and daycares, as well as gardens but this is only part of the door experience. Started from Mennonite Brethren, Mennonite Churches, door mainly works with Mennonite and Presbyterian Churches, as well as other denominations throughout the summer. One week, there was a Presbyterian group from Montana, a Mennonite group from Indiana, a United Church of Christ Church from Minnesota, as well as a non-denominational group from Kansas, and many others like this throughout the summer. It was interesting seeing the variety of denominations and their colors of what service means to them. From young and old, to black and white, to conservative to liberal, each week there are challenges we faced in seeing what God was like in the city. Door's understanding of service comes down to basically not necessarily what you put into it, but what you see, how you see the face of God in the city, how you see God at work. Now this can be good for the youth that come through, seeing different God in different ways, and going back home and hopefully stirring a few things up. But now, when they leave, they may leave the inner city empty-handed. This can be a main problem for inner city service organizations. But as a testimony to the neighborhood in East Garfield Park, I want to tell a little story about the program DOOR uh, is. 
Chris Crater was on staff this summer, and one that I learned and admired to know so much. Like many other young African-American boys in Chicago's west side, he grew up with no father. And one weekend, his mother fell sick. Within that weekend, given the wrong medical prescription, she passed away. First, he was statistically headed for gang violence and drug addiction and rampant racism of cops to see around the city. First Church of the Brethren, though, hung on to him and said, we want you to help with us in our ministry here. He's told me this summer that many of the time the church was like a bulletproof vest. Being caught in the crossfire, he came running to the church. During the summer of his childhood, he can, uh, the youth become adamant in the gang programs. But door program helped him see a new light. Last year, coming from college, going to college rather, on a full ride basketball scholarship, he was more than ready to leave, coming out of this cycle of violence. But in college, when a teacher asked him where they're from, Chris exclaimed, from Chicago. The teacher said, what side? West side. And then the teacher looked puzzled and said, oh, so how many people have you shot? This is only what West Side is known for. It's not known for stories like these. Chris became no longer proud of where he was from and missed the neighborhood he was at. This summer, Chris began on the staff uh, door program for the first time, and he became an important leader. He saw the face of God in a new light, and in his understanding, rather than my own, he saw Conway's less lyrics, I put on for my city as something of a servant attitude, meaning giving back to the city in which he came from, helping people out of the cycle. Chris saw it was nothing to go away and leave the cycle unless it means coming back and working and helping others that are in the same situation as he was, like the neighborhood kid who helped during the uh, summers who was, wasn't old enough to help as the staff. Chris saw this and the same thing with helping others in Brian, the director, who's here with us today. He left and went to uh, college and came back and worked with the Neighborhood and Door program. Chris saw that service was more about just what you think, but coming back and helping people understand more fully what service can be about. Service starts as seeds and grows over generations. And it's an attitude that doesn't demand but asks nothing in return. In East Garfield Park, it's only known for major gangs, but service is seen as something beautiful in the city in which the world only sees as lost. Thank you. Good morning. My name's Charity Grimes, and I'm a senior environmental science major. I spent my summer doing the service inquiry program at a place called Joshua Farm in the city of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Joshua Farm is a project of a small Christian nonprofit called Joshua Group that offers mentoring and tutoring services to at-risk youth in the city. The farm that I worked on is a small-scale organic vegetable farm run on a roughly two-acre field in the middle of the city. While the farm does do a lot of growing, harvesting, and selling vegetables, its connection to Joshua Group and its mission in the community make it a unique and exciting agricultural project. 
Joshua Farm's goals are to demonstrate the viability of organic farming in an urban setting, to offer employment, service, and educational opportunities to youth and others from the community, as well as to help low-income populations have access to organically grown local food. To work toward these goals, the farm runs a CSA, which stands for Community Supported Agriculture, as well as a farm stand, makes their food available to folks from the community at low prices, and employs youth interns during the summer from Joshua Group's mentoring programs. My role this summer included supervising youth interns, which were six 13 to 14 year old boys, keeping them motivated throughout the long hot days spent in the field, helping out with all of the farm work, assisting with tours and activities for school groups and youth groups that would come visit the farm, and helping to plan and run weekly educational field trips to help the guys think about new issues or ideas related to food and the environment. While a lot of the intentional learning this summer was geared toward the youth, I also learned a lot over the course of my time at the farm. To start, I learned about small-scale farming practices. <clears throat> but I also learned and thought about a lot of other things related to my chosen field of study, the role of the church in creation care, and myself. For one, I caught the gardening bug. I've always known I enjoy being outside and am often in awe of the beauty and complex but functioning systems of the natural world around me. However, working this summer at the farm gave me experience in a new type of involvement with nature. We all know that strawberries and green beans we eat come from the soil, but to get in there, dig in the soil, plant seeds, and eat the fruit of your labor is something special, I think, <clears throat> and almost essential for really understanding um, and being a part of life on this planet. To realize that you rely on the soil, sun, and rain to survive just as much as the plants at least helped me feel connected to all of life. We're a part of Earth, and to protect and care for creation is, to me, a part of our responsibility as God's people. This summer, I was also forced to deal with new situations and challenges every day, and from this, again, learned the importance of flexibility. I think this holds true for a lot of short-term service assignments, when you don't necessarily know exactly what each day will hold, and your role could change at a moment's notice. <clears throat> um, but this but realizing that service means making yourself available to help, in, to help others in any way that you can. This means that task might not always be your favorite or um, your role could change, but you have to be willing to do what's needed um, to work towards a larger cause. Throughout my time at the farm, I also gained work experience in my field of study. A big part of the reason I participated in the service inquiry program this summer was to inquire about a possible um, path for my future related to service and the church. What I realized is that even though environmental science isn't necessarily a field quickly associated with what we would sometimes think of as service like other majors might be, my chosen field of study can be used and is important in the context of service and the church. I think this holds true for all majors. There are many ways to serve God's people related to different aspects of life. While my summer was not always an easy one, it was one that helped me learn about myself, have new experiences, think through new ideas, and get to know new people in a new place. Working at Joshua Farm was an experience that I'm sure will in many ways affect my future thoughts and direction. I'm Morgan Craybill, a senior social work and peace and justice um, major at Goshen College. As I sat at the Millrace the other night, 
trying to consider how I'd concisely package into several minutes my summer experience in the Middle East. Working with Sabil, which is an ecumenical liberation theology center in Jerusalem, I came up with a list responding to our focus today, what is service, as was mentioned at the beginning of our chapel. So the following list is what I came up with um, that night, and then I'll share, share what I realized last night um, as I was thinking again about chapel. Service is learning to trust in God in ways you aren't normally required to. Service is about solidarity, especially in a place like Palestine, where Palestinians feel so alone and where Palestinian Christians are even more far and few between. Service is about redefining what it means to be an American. Service can provide others a time of respite as you enter into agency life with new energy and new ideas. Service means driving across Jerusalem to take your supervisor's kids to work, or her, your supervisor's kids to school, so that your supervisor can get done what they need to do. Service means, at times, sitting at a desk all day long, entering data, or spending countless hours stuffing envelopes. Service means attempting to just jump right into things, pretending like you know what's going on. So, and finally, service means humbly accepting whatever comes your way, as after all, the service agency has graciously accepted you. But to be honest, I think I'm only just beginning to understand what service means. And now I understand that I must continue to humbly accept what comes my way as a result of pouring my heart out into my surroundings and the relationships I created this summer. Service is not a cut and dry deal. It's not something which is just over the moment you leave your agency or the, the location you were. Yes, my summer participating in the service inquiry program is officially over, but the impact that it has had on me is not over. Last night, I added a new post about the election on Tuesday to the blog I created this summer to capture my time spent in Israel and Palestine. Right after posting this entry, I happened to click on David's blog. David was one of my coworkers this summer um, at Sabil. He's a 23-year-old Methodist guy from Maryland, um, and he's doing a two-year service term at Sabil. Um, and this, the program that he's working with is loosely comparable to SALT. His blog led me to tears as I went from enthusiastically typing up a blog entry for my blog, sharing my excitement about Obama's win, pleas for our world and our nation, to a dark, sad place. Here's a segment from what he wrote. On Wednesday, I wanted to write that just briefly, I felt proud of my country. I wanted to write that for once, I agreed with the talking heads, that history has been made, that the world does see a new face of a US that can change, that can be better. I wanted to write that tomorrow, we could go back to the struggle. But for today, that all of you should spend time in well-earned celebration. I was even willing to ignore, just for a day, at least, the Israeli special forces invading Gaza on election night while the world focused on the US in flagrant violation of the ceasefire agreement. But then on the way to work, traffic was stopped dead by two massive trailers carrying bulldozers escorted by military police jeeps, all too familiar, another house demolition. I texted my roommate as I watched, here we go again. By the time I arrived at the Bashara house, it was surrounded by soldiers and police, and those two ominous Uber jackhammers on treads, courtesy of Hyundai, waiting. David proceeded by sharing the details of this house demolition, the responses of the family which stood watching, the way the soldiers and the bulldozers unapologetically rolled out after 20 to 30 minutes of destruction, destruction which will affect the lives of the 10 adults and seven children which live there for the rest of their lives. David goes on to say, this isn't what I wanted to write about today. 
But on the way to that demolition, a Palestinian man in, the pickup, in a pickup truck shouted to us, Obama, hey, and gave us a thumbs up. But this was just as I first heard that horrendous jackhammering sound of shattering concrete start up, and it was just too much for me to take. So I say that service does not mean changing the world, at least not in the way you expected, especially when it's short term. Perhaps the greatest service in this kind of short-term work is a service to yourself and ultimately to the world, as it provides you with priceless opportunities and connections and a greater sense of some of what the world truly needs. Understanding more of what the world truly needs is painful, but I think that is what service is about. This summer I put myself out there, poured myself into the lives of the Palestinians I engaged with. It hurts now to realize that I'm here and they're there, surrounded by more home demolitions and the invasion of Gaza on Tuesday night, our time. But to do service means to make those connections with a people and a community and a land. My service to them is to share this with you today, to remind you that while for many of us, we are temporarily jaded by the impossible which became possible on Tuesday night, there are people in our world who cannot be forgotten as we celebrate. I think I'm beginning to understand that service means heartbreak at times, and triumphant joy at others as you take on some of the burdens and joys of those whose lives intersect with yours. Thanks. Take your Sing the Journeys and turn to number 73. This will be our sending song and benediction and our theme this year is sensing God's hope, claiming God's hope. And in the midst of, um, I personally become de de depressed, not depressed, um, as Morgan said, discouraged about the world, but uh, let this uh, song help you claim God's hope and, and lift you up as we leave number 73 and sing the journey. The Lord lift you up. 